This week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast is brought to you by listeners like you. Head on over to patreon.com slash run, eat, drink podcast and subscribe today. Fans, founders, and insiders like you help us keep the Run, Eat, Drink podcast going. And we thank you for your support. Hi, I'm Juliana Hever, the plant-based dietitian. And I'm Ray Cronice. And you're listening to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. Welcome to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We feature destination races from across the country. And after the race, we take you on a tour of the best local food and beverage to celebrate. So whether you are an elite runner or a back-of-the-packer like us, you'll know the best places to accomplish, explore, and indulge on your next runcation. Hey, welcome to episode 114 of the Runny Drink Podcast. I'm your host, Amy. And as always, I'm your co-host, Dana. Welcome to the episode. We are so excited to share with you today. A lot of training. Of course. A little bit of uh, home cooking. Mm-hmm. And uh, some drinks from a new friend of, well, well, a recent friend of the show. Yes, and unexpected because, you know, as you follow Instagram, you know we love coffee. And you may have heard us talk once or twice about beer and cocktails here mm-hmm. on the show. Yes. Once or twice. Yes. But now we bring a new type of beverage to you, so stay tuned for that. <laughs> and if you hear any loud booms in the background, it's because we are recording as a monster line of storms is coming through the area. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. So if we're lucky, the dogs will behave themselves. Uh, the power will continue to flow. Yes. And the... Thunder and lightning will be at a minimum, and maybe maybe the microphones will reject all that. Here's hoping. Here's hoping indeed. Yeah. But we, I was able to get my most recent training run in today before the storms mm. finally arrived, although we haven't had great weather all day today here today. I did it yesterday. And, well, why don't we start with yours? Yeah? Yeah. I think okay. yours was probably better than mine. Well... Yesterday is training one, uh, run. <laughs> Yesterday's training run was motivated by bling. Motivated by bling. Yes. Yes. I, we, we do, uh, in addition to sharing the fact that we have a training, this is a training week. We <laughs> also did a little, uh, a virtual run. Yes. You know that weeks and weeks ago, we, we're supposed to go to Orlando, supposed to be at Walt Disney World for the Star Wars Rival Run weekend. Sadly, that didn't happen. Sadly, that didn't happen. So, yes, we still did the virtual and we did the unveiling of the medal in a live video. But that just wasn't enough. No, uh, as we started searching around for cool Star Wars themed um, virtual runs, we actually found a couple. Yes, and one in particular was brought to us by the same people that brought us the Top Run Challenge. I know last week we featured metal chasers and we've been on a waiting list for the Tony Stark Gauntlet 5K series, Mm -hmm. you know, so we're still working that out. But this 
is from the virtual pace series, the same top run challenge, you know, that, that cool one. Mm-hmm. It was so cool that we had to see their offerings for May the 4th. And I know that this is a little late. It's, it's a tad late, but well, we've had some other cool stuff pop up and it yeah. took us a little while to work through the 60 K challenge mm-hmm. uh, themed after the infinity gauntlet. And we had great drinks to feature during we did. that. So yeah, we're doing a, a, a May the 4th, challenge mm-hmm. that's star wars themed but yes. we're doing it a little bit late so it's a 5k so each one of us had to do a 5k and we couldn't say no because of the medal that was so cool yeah so i like i said i did mine yesterday and it wasn't rainy no thunderstorms it was humid and hot. Yeah, you had a had a real hot one yesterday. Yeah. And it was very sunny. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, I could have gotten up earlier and done it in the dark. I think that that is my Achilles heel. <laughs> the lack of desire to get up that early mm-hmm. when you're not having to report to a workplace on a daily basis. Right, when I have to work from home and then I can work around that Mm -hmm. yes so that is my achilles heel next weekend the mileage is pretty high so i better get my butt up Mm -hmm. is all i have to say so i was able to complete this one this 5k in under an hour nice which is very nice for me and i know that some other friends of ours friends of the show may be a little faster or a lot faster. Or a lot faster, and that's okay. Miles or miles. Miles or miles. Miles, it doesn't matter. But I was able to take this 5K and do a little bit of a warm-up walk and then break it into quarter-mile segments and try different intervals. Oh, like, so you were kind of experimenting like I was. Yeah. With the 60K. Mm-hmm. So I did 555, I did 525, I did 530, and then I ended with my very trusted 624. So, uh, of course, I have found that the 624, that is the fastest. Is it really? Yeah, it was a 1423 per mile pace. You discovered that that 624, that one-to-four ratio and how well it worked for you out in California when we were doing the last of the Disney superhero half weekends. And you did that, I believe, on the the 5K and the 10K because we did the 5K, the 10K, and the half that Mm -hmm. weekend. And and you you were posting some really good times. Yeah. So it, I mean, it doesn't, mean that I didn't get tired near the end and didn't have, you know, depreciating mileage. I was trying to be conservative at the beginning and just get the steps in and do what I needed to do. But yes, I started with a conservative ratio and went from there. But I will, I am happy to report that I was under 17 minutes a mile for each segment that I tested. Very cool. So all of those intervals, they are pretty good intervals for me. 
and most of them were under 16. But that uh, 624, I'm telling you, that um, the whole thing, the whole 5K took me 59.53. So it was under one hour. Very nice. And I know that I want to strive to be at that 16 minute a mile mark and then progressively get better from there so that I might have a shot at Chicago should it still happen. Mm -hmm. But you know, this is under an hour. So I call this a victory and it was a good time to be able to practice some of those ratios to see if that 624 is still going to work. Well, I mean, I think that's a huge victory for you because not only that, but this is also occurring in the same week where if people are following you on Twitter. They're seeing that you, every time you're getting on our scale, our scale is tweeting out weight loss numbers for you. Yeah. And you're posting weight losses every single day. Well, I'm trying. I'm trying. And I it's, know. It's been fantastic. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at your progress going, all right, you're, you're rocking. So we've had a lot of time here where we have dedicated ourselves to supporting local eateries, local breakfast spots, local restaurants, local food trucks. And that does not always bode well for our fitness and training. No. On the days that we do that. No, no, that is definitely, it's something you give yourself permission to do Mm -hmm. and, and that's fine. And you realize that you're probably not going to post a loss that day. Right. But I've been trying to stay on track, and I think that a little later on in the show when we talk about the recipe that we made here at home, mm-hmm. that is that just speaks t- to the amount of prep work that you have done for us. Well, I'm a big believer in meal prep, so. And the tasty recipes that have allowed us to stay on track, be prepared, and be be successful in this period after we've been supporting local businesses. Right. You know, so that's what I have to say about that. Well, like I said, <laughs> you've been, you've been not only getting, you know, posting very good times for your, for your own personal record or performance record, but you I'm trying. also all in doing that in the same time that you're doing the weight loss. That's pretty awesome. Mine, How about you? Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, Let's talk about it. I, I wish I had better news to report. I mean, my time was oh, shut up. my time I... was good. I thought that I was going to post a little better time because number one, I am way more aerodynamic this week than I have been over the last couple of months. I got my hair cut. Yes, I'm so excited. So I got my hair cut thing, and I mean, I got it cut. Amy will tell you. Very, I had, it's very short. I probably knocked off six to eight inches all over. I am down to basically a one, two fade on the side. And, and, I haven't and seen you scissors. this short in months, yeah. even before all of this happened. Yeah. I haven't, my hair hasn't been this short since probably my birthday. Yeah. No, back in November. Yeah. So I, I, I thought, oh, okay, I'm feeling lighter. I'm going to be a little faster. It's all good. Yeah, man. But to, I got my run in today. And again, it's one of those days where you wake up, it's cloudy, it's it's muggy, it's gross. And you're like, all right. And you also had to surf the wave in between the, the rain or yeah. to beat the rain, you know? Yeah, well, we had a couple of little, little patches of rain and I'm like, all right, I don't, I, I am one of those people, like, there are the hardcore runners, and I've been in that group in the past where I'll run no matter what. And then... As long as it's not thundering and lightning. Right. Yeah. Right, right, right. Uh, I'm not going to th- 
chance lightning. Of course. But, you know, since really kind of falling back to the half marathon distance is my long distance, I'm, I'm one of those that, you know, I'm not going to go out if it's pouring out there i'll just push my my runoff till the next day i know i'm i'm a bad runner i there are people out there shaming me and that's okay i i just haven't done that now that i have been hornswoggled into doing the i'm sorry disney hornswoggled yes i've been conned into doing the disney marathon in 2021 i'm gonna have to get back in that serious runner camp i'm just i did not con you I just want to be clear. I didn't tell you to do it. No. You agreed to do it all on your own. Yeah, well. All on your own. That's not how I remember it. But anyway. Uh Uh-huh. So. Uh Uh-huh. So I... I've got to get back into that camp, but I'm I'm not quite there yet. And yeah. especially when I was just going to do a 5K run, I'm like, I'm really not going to run in the rain. Because right. I don't like, if you've ever run in the rain, you kind of know what I'm talking about. Unless you prepare for it before you go out, you're probably going to regret some stuff once you get done. Um, you mean chafing? Wet clothing chafes like crazy. Mm. And if you don't pre-prepare for that with, you know, body glide or whatever you, you like to use, things are, things get unpleasant. So, yeah. and, and usually for a 5k distance, I don't, I don't have to do any of that. So <laughs> I don't. You don't want to. Uh, don't want to and don't need to, right. but I don't like prepping for that if I don't need it. Right. So today I, I managed to get my 5k and I go outside. It is so humid, but not as sunny as what you dealt with yesterday. Yeah. And I'm mm. also coming off of, I've been helping a coworker get uh, some daily walking in. Um, I think that's awesome. Uh, yeah. They, um, a coworker of mine's got, got a buddy that they walk with on a daily basis. Well, their, their accountability buddy is on vacation mm. for a couple of weeks. So I said, yeah. well, I'll be more than happy to help you with that. So mm. for the last few days, I've been bringing a gym bag in and doing more or less a 5k walk mm-hmm. uh, on lunch break. Yeah. Um the where you walk around your workplace, I don't think it has much shade, is that right? No. No. Um r- truthfully, most of our hometown here in Cape Coral doesn't. doesn't. It's uh, our city was basically carved out of a swamp mm. and as you build residential houses, you have to your code says you have to have a couple of trees. Yeah. Down in the southeast section of town, which is the oldest part of town, there are more shade trees available because of the age of the city. The city was only, I think we were incorporated in 71, or I may be thinking of the police department, but, mm. but we're about, the city is 50 years old. So, I'm sorry, it's 1970. Mm-hmm. So, um, 1970. So, 50 years. That's not a lot of time for big shade trees to form. Right. So... All over the city, you mostly don't have shade. So people who followed us along on social media, they've seen my, you know, joking posts about, "Hey, look, I found some shade on my run, and it's the shade from like three palm trees." It really is on the whole tr- on the whole street. Any, it's awful. No. So, <laughs> so we've been getting the walks in, or I've been walking with my coworker, and it's been nice. So I'm kind of coming off of three days back to back of doing at least a five k fast power walk yeah um so today i said well i'm gonna try you know now that i've been doing this this extra conditioning maybe i'll get a little uh, a little faster so i Mm. went and i did a more aggressive uh 10 second run 20 second walk that one to two ratio Mm. that i hate 
and I still hate it. You still hate it. Um, it was very muggy, and I was only able to push myself to tie myself. So I managed to make the exact same time as the last time I did this, and that was 40 minutes, 35 seconds. Nice. I want that time. I want that time. So it was good, I, but I had to really work to tie it to tie that up. Yeah. So uh, all things considered, you know, not too bad. I got it done, feel good, mm. managed to not get rained on. So, you know, check, check, and check. And the bibs were... Equally as fantastic as the top run challenge. Yeah, you know, they the company does such a great job. We were so happy with the top run challenge. And then when we ordered mm-hmm. this one, we were like, well, let's see how they do this. And it's fantastic. The bib is that Tyvek material. So it's yeah. you can wear it if you want to. It's go- not going to tear. It's not no. going to get sweat soaked and get ruined. Mm-mm. On one side, it says, may the fourth be with you. And it gives you your runner number. Yeah. And on the back side, it gives you your finisher and then a place to write in your time. Yeah. And we chose to do a 5K, but you could have done a 10K or a half. Yes. For this particular challenge from Virtual Pace Series. Yeah. But it, it's the same registration fee no matter what. You're basically right. paying for the for the swag that you're getting. Yeah. So we opted to make this a 5K. Yeah. So It was a weekend for that as far as my training assignment goes. Great. Uh, value for the money. Yep. And what was the price on this one? Do you recall Ooh, off the top of your head? I can look for it. But, you know, you're getting a really high quality bib. You're getting an amazing medal. And I don't know that we really got into the description of the medal, but the medal yeah. looks like the Mandalorian helmet from the Disney Plus TV series, The Mandalorian. If you're uh, if you've been living under a rock, you may not have heard of that. And on the, if you're facing or looking at the metal on the left side, it looks like the child, also known as Baby Yoda, is peeking up above the the back of the metal, kind of looking at you. And the metal ribbon itself is this nice orange and yellow and white um, material that's, you know, very high quality, nice and thick. It's not going to, you know, you don't feel like you've been, um, you've just bought a... um, a virtual off the internet. It's it's a nice metal. If you went to an event and got this, you'd be super thrilled. Yeah. And on the back of the metal, in nice black embossed lettering, it says, may the fourth be with you, 5K, 10K, half. So yeah. it's a double-sided metal, double-sided ribbon, mm. and it's a great Star Wars-themed event. 26 bucks per person. That's it? That's it. Wow. Can't complain about that. You really can't. So you're getting a great value for the money, and mm-hmm. it's a, a lot of fun. If you're looking for a Star Wars-themed race, I don't know if they are still offering these on the website or not. This one, I think you have to pre-order again. It is it's, it's like sold out. It's seasonal. It so, yeah. so this is one to kind of keep an eye out for for next year. Yeah. Or you could pre-order it ahead of time and have something ready and it's going to show up mm-hmm. next May and you'll be ready to go in the summertime. Yeah, but sure. I thought it was a great, a great medal and kind of to celebrate this. We have been, we've been such nerds. We've, <laughs> we've really been, you know, in, in diving into, of course, Star Wars yes. and Marvel. Yeah. So, you know, we get it. We're nerds. 
We'll probably not be doing anything Star Wars or Marvel related, you know, for a few weeks. Of course. But, um, I mean, you know, that's just the kind of thing when, when you're, you're stuck at home, you're doing mm-hmm. a lot of TV watching, or you're going, kind of going back through the things that you like. And mm-hmm. then it, we have this opportunity for things to dovetail nicely. So the things that we're watching for entertainment are dovetailing into the runs that we're able to do virtually. Yes. It's been pretty cool. I, I love it. And I, it's no secret that I just love Baby Yoda. It is not I a secret. I love the, the child. I it love is the child. Not a secret. I. It's my favorite. It's my favorite. And you know, every time the child comes on the screen in the Mandalorian, you always look at me. Oh, looking at your face, your reactions to the just the the few seconds in the episodes where the child has screen time is so funny. So like. Any metal that's going to have the child peeking out, like it's, all those memes that are have him peeking around the corner. So cute. It's adorable. How can you not? Anyway. So yes. we're going to have a link to this race mm-hmm. in the show notes. If yeah. it's something that you think might interest you for next May, you know, next yeah. Star Wars Day, by all means, go check it out. Yeah. Sign up. It's it's a relatively inexpensive race for a great um, bling or great swag. I mean, but again, between the, not only the metal, but also the, the high quality race bib that you're getting. Absolutely. And I would not going to be disappointed. And I would say if star Wars is not your theme, just like we did the top run challenge, there are, tons of open events that are available on the virtual pay series website right now what are some examples of things that they have open right now well i mean given the current situation there is the don't slow your roll which is a picture of a toilet paper a golden roll of toilet paper is the metal come on how awesome is that there is one that's the cheat day run Ooh. yeah the cheat day run um, and it looks like a donut. Someone's taking a bite out of a donut. They really do some nice quality, full color medals. Yeah. I am all about the running out of time virtual race that they have and looks like Back to the Future, mm-hmm. the DeLorean from Back to the Future. So uh, there's another one that looks like, oh God, it's Star Wars related. It's Run Solo or Ran, Ran Solo. Solo. Because, you know, and it looks like the Millennium Falcon. So, but I know, but there are others. Well, they, are. they also have another Star Wars theme one that we did, we that mm-hmm. we talked about on a f- Instagram and Facebook Live, I believe. Yeah, I don't think we've broken it down on the show. No, we didn't break it down on the show. But, I mean, they've got some stuff, that a little bit of geekery, yeah. a, a little bit of uh, Fun. Pop, pop culture stuff. Yeah. They've got a lot of really nice medals. I mean, this is a cool site to check out. Mm-hmm. And again, they are not a sponsor of the show. This no. is just something we found that yeah. we think you guys, as members of the Runcation Nation, will enjoy. Yeah, it's just like Metal Chasers has some excellent stuff. Virtual Pay Series is another one. Yep. Solid, solid choice. So that you can find kind of the theme or whatever motivates and inspires you about the metal. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. But after the, after the run today, it was imperative that I got a shower. 
<laughs> and well. got cleaned up and had to make some lunch. Yes. It was time for food. You needed to cook for me. Well, actually, truth be told, I started the cooking process before I went out for the run. Well, that's because we're in love with the Instant Pot. Yes. But um, for our food portion this week, we're mm. going to be talking about something that I decided to make from the book you've heard us talk about before, yes. The Health Span Solution. This is a book written mm-hmm. by friends of the show, Juliana Hever and Ray Cronice. You heard them at the top of the show? Yes, you heard them at the top of the show. And you can also hear them on their own podcast, Science and Saucery. Which we link to in the show notes. Or if you want to hear their interviews with us, that we interviewed them back on episodes 108 and 109. Yes, But they have a ton of recipes, and we were wanting to make something ahead for the week that Mm -hmm. both of us could kind of grab and go. And we wanted something that was going to be cool or cold, that that was going to be great for the weather that we're now having here. Now that that, uh, Florida has decided summer has has begun. So we're done. Mm -hmm. We're, we're, We're out of pretending like it's not summer. Right. So... This is a tasty recipe. It's a healthy recipe. It's also vegan. Yeah. But truth be told, um, I wouldn't even have to tell anybody that if I just said that I was bringing an herbed Dijon potato salad to the picnic. It's that flavorful. You'd never have any idea. And in this season, the summer season of cookouts and family get-togethers and friends who come over and you want something easy and something flavorful, especially for somebody who might be trying to eat healthier. Right. And still want to have full flavor so that anybody would eat it and enjoy it no matter what they're doing in terms of their nutrition. Yeah, and this is kind of a riff on... Um, like a sour cream based potato salad yeah. with dill, yeah, is really what it's what it's a riff on. I love dill, but it it kind of goes off in its own direction too. Mm-hmm. You know, they they recommend in making this recipe, it's you know fingerling potatoes being your base, um, you know carrots, onions, and celery scallions, minced dill, and parsley, giving you all of your vegetable components. Yeah. Uh, we opted to do a little bit different this week. We made it with um, um, petite red potatoes. Yeah. The real key is just picking, for, especially for um, this kind of potato salad, where you want the potatoes to hold up. You want a waxier potato. And you and don't want to cook the hell out of it. And you, wanna... you also have to look at what looks good in the produce section. Well, that, yes. And what's available. Fortunately, we haven't really had any problems with fresh produce. So I think you could, I think your point is good that you could do it with multiple types of potatoes Mm -hmm. and not just have to stick with fingerlings or whatever is listed in the recipe. Right. Yeah. The only thing I would say is don't, if you're going to make this recipe, I don't know. This is not one you would do like russets. Would you do, I don't, I don't know if I would do Yukon Golds because they kind of are perfect for mashed potatoes. Yeah, that's the, those, those types of, of potatoes that are a little more fluffy yeah. as opposed to waxy. I don't think that those are going to hold up for this. I might use a, a Yukon Gold for a classic yellow potato salad. Oh, where you sure. Don't mind. I, a little bit of m- mash consistency. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. 
But um, so this gives you like a very herbaceous and crunchy element to it. Mm-hmm. But the dressing was so unique. And I when I was making this the first time, and we made it last week as kind of a test, yeah. I wasn't sure where this was going to go. I think I it really wasn't. It's fantastic because it had an ingredient that we had never been exposed to before. No. And not not like not exposed to, but had a heck of a time finding. Um, well, the, the f- it, it was available when we- you're making the dressing, and the dressing is a is a creamy dressing. Like mm-hmm. when you when you once you blend everything together, you have no idea what's in it. Really, and it it almost comes off as a as a um, almost as a sour cream based dressing. Yeah, um, but that the, consistency. The main thing, the main ingredient of it is hemp seeds. And I've never cooked with that before. And they give you a very mild um, nuttiness. Yeah. And the secret to this is that when you're blending the dressing, it's hemp seeds and and garlic and apple cider vinegar for that tart, Dijon mustard for the bite, maple syrup. Um, They ask, the the recipe calls for tamari. We use, instead of tamari, we use um, liquid aminos. Because, again, we're not eating a lot of meat, so we're trying to get our amino acids where we can. And then for a little bit of smokiness and a little bit of punch, it calls for uh, chipotle pepper Tabasco sauce. I love that version of Tabasco. Most people have no idea that that Tabasco has branched out and is making various flavors of Tabasco sauce. There's like a green one. The green one's excellent. Mm -hmm. There's a garlic one that we haven't tried yet. No, we haven't. But that one I'm definitely picking up the next time. But chipotle is... Definitely just amazing for the smokiness. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And if you've ever had chipotle peppers, or and you can get them usually in the international food section, mm-hmm. um, they usually sell them in cans, yeah. like pull top cans. And it's this, um, they're, they're basically smoked jalapenos that get packed in like a tomatoey adobo sauce. Yes. But it's very, very smoky. Mm-hmm. They do retain their heat. So it you, is a little bit of a bite, yeah. You, you've got to be mindful of that. Yeah. But Tabasco makes a sauce based on that. Oh, it's yeah. killer. So you're making that, you're combining all those ingredients, some water, and you blend it, and you blend the heck out of it. And we have a, a ninja blender, so that thing just oh, I love that blows thing. through. Uh-huh. You know, darn near anything you put in it. Not a sponsor, but a great blender. Yeah, well, we just discovered it not too long ago after we killed our Nutribullet. Yes. Literally had a Nutribullet <laughs> explode in the kitchen. But um, we had used it, in all oh, fairness, so much and for years. It was not the Nutribullet's fault. Yeah. It was just overused, and it gave we, up the ghost in a spectacularly for, kinetic fashion. For everything we have used it. So yes. So it, it served its purpose, and then this one has just been phenomenal. hmm Yeah. So we decided, let's give this a shot. And I blended everything together. And you end up with this creamy, slightly sweet, slightly smoky, mm. but uh, dressing that's got some bite to it and tang. Yeah. And you're just like, wow. This well, the garlic is raw garlic, so. Yes. Yeah. So you have that bite there, but you also have the, the tang of the cider vinegar and the Dijon mustard. It's just there are all these different levels of flavor. Yeah. And my mouth is even watering thinking about that dressing. And we and we just had it uh, a few hours ago yeah. as we're recording this. I, I loved it. And I, it was so hearty. 
fulfilling and satisfying. Yes. And what a lot of people don't know is that when you start looking at something, especially if you're eating vegetarian or vegan, potatoes mm. are a fantastic food because they actually, gram for gram, have better amino acid scores than 90% lean beef. They're so filling. So, you know, there, there are a lot of people who avoid them like the plague because they're avoiding carbs. But yeah. again, for those of us that are doing vegetarian or vegan six days a week, mm -hmm. like we do, um, these are a great option. And well, that dressing, that dressing would be good on other items. Oh, it absolutely would. Right? Like, if you're not doing potatoes, what else could you see? I, uh, I could see putting it on, on if I were doing grilled vegetables yeah. or if I were doing... Like a dipping sauce. Or smearing it on, like, say, a sprouted grain bun and doing portobello mushroom mm -hmm. sandwich. Yeah. Doing something like that. I think it would be good even if you weren't a vegetarian... If you had a, a burger, that would be a phenomenal sauce. Well, that's the, the kind of the key is the way that they prepare this. You get the creaminess that comes from the hemp seeds being blended. So mm -hmm. you're basically creating uh, a nut butter or a seed butter in yeah. the blender. Yeah. And it's thinned out a little bit with the vinegar and the mm -hmm. mustard and the molasses and the maple and all that. But you are, are you have no idea that this isn't a cream-based sauce. Mm. So if you were to bring this to, say, a picnic or a potluck. Some kind of party. And just bring it. Yeah. And somebody said, what is it? Oh, it's Herb Dijon potato salad. People would eat it. They would have zero idea. And this is coming from somebody, again, we've always joked about, you know, I'm like, oh, we're like unethical vegans, you know, adopting uh, Pendulette's yeah. definition. We are not like vegan vegans. We just eat that way six days a week for health. Yeah. <laughs> this recipe is phenomenal. I love it. And it and gets better over uh, yes. a couple of days. And honestly, I think it would be good warm or cold. Okay. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but I just, when we had it after we had first made it. Well, yeah. It, it was still, the potatoes still still warm. Were, were still warm. And I like, I liked it. And I thought, oh, you know, but if I had to take it to work, once we all start back up to work and I have to commute again, mm -hmm. having it cold works too. And you still get that hardiness and that satisfaction and the creaminess. And I just love it. Yeah. Um, the dill, the, the fresh dill makes the dish. Oh, and yeah. the only thing that we really, really modify, well, we modified a few things. We used <laughs> a slight different kind of potato. We yeah. used less of the parsley. Because neither of us are huge parsley fans. It's yeah. one of those things where you gotta gotta really, really use just a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I mean, other than that, and, oh, and you we, love it, you know. Go and ahead. we substituted um, the liquid aminos for tamari. Yeah. And tamari is um, soy sauce, so yeah. you know, just to you know, give our own spin on it. But other than that, fantastic. Yeah. And this, we ended up making. I think uh, we made a triple batch. So we ended up making about 12 servings. Yeah. So I am excited for this week because what we have in the refrigerator, mm, that it's a great salad. Yeah. So this great salad. This for us is a great grab and go. Perfect for lunch. Perfect for dinner. Mm. Uh, you know, Ray and Juliana will tell you breakfast, lunch, and dinner are meaningless as far as what you eat. But, you know, the, we're all conditioned to kind yeah. of have certain kinds of foods at certain times of the day. I will tell you, though, since starting this kind of 
journey with you and eating and, and talking with them on episodes 108 and 109, just sometimes in the morning, I, I could have that potato salad or I could have one of the other salads that we've talked about, like the broccoli slaw. Yeah. You know, instead of a breakfast type item. Right. Just, I, I mean, I think it's whatever you gravitate to during a time of day. I just, I feel and notice myself letting that go more and more, which That's is good. weird. Yeah. Yeah. But good. Well, I don't normally eat now. I incorporating a little bit of intermittent fasting as well into our day. I don't normally have my first meal, mm-hmm. my breakfast until closer to noon. Yeah, I'll try to make it through my first round of conference calls at this point in time. And today I think it was after two o'clock. Yeah. So um, by then it really is just, what are you hungry for? Yeah. And But at, at some point I try to always incorporate like... Uh, a breakfast e item. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we always pre- we pre-prepare, um, I think, 10 servings every week of... of um, cold soaked oats. Cold soaked oats with yeah. berries and nuts. And then we'll tack on like flaxseed and some chia, chia seed seeds. just to, you know, get all the micronutrients in there that we yeah. might need. But all in all, uh, this herb potato salad, I, I could do it as a side. I could do it as an entree. Yeah. Either way. So I think it's hard enough to stand up as an entree. I do too, yeah. especially if you're eating enough of it. Mm-hmm. So this is one of our new go-tos from sure. the HealthSpan Solution. We're yes. going to link in the show notes to the HealthSpan Solution if you mm-hmm. want to check that out on Amazon. Both hardcover and Kindle versions. Yep. And those links are going to be affiliate links, so it helps us out, mm-hmm. but passes the savings right along to you guys. So At no extra charge to you. Yes. So we appreciate it if you'd use those links. And um, we think that you'll enjoy this recipe and Mm -hmm. one of the other 99 in the book. Yeah, this recipe I think we highlighted at at this particular time just because, I don't know, I tend to crave it at at the start of this season. Two times a year I crave it. Yeah. I crave potato salad at the beginning of summer. Yeah. And at the holidays. Yeah, for but, sure. But at the holidays, I think I'm with you. I, at the holidays, I crave a more traditional yellow potato Mu- salad. Like a yellow mustard base. Exactly. Type. Yeah. Um, yeah. But in the summertime, my mom used to do a red potato uh, mm-hmm. salad with the sour cream and the dill. Yeah. So this just kind of harkens back to that for me. So Yeah. It's great stuff. Very excited to share this recipe with you guys. We mm-hmm. think you're going to love it. Yes. So check it out. That's the health span solution. <laughs> and that is available. You said Amazon and Kindle. Well, Amazon, I gave the link in the show notes as the hardcover and the Kindle edition. That's both through Amazon. Perfect. Mm-hmm. So check it out. Yeah. Now, before we go on, we'd like to remind everybody that last week we announced and officially launched our patron program here at the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. And there are two ways that listeners can become patrons. And and what does that mean? Well, what that means is that you guys are able to continue to enjoy the show free of charge. But if you'd like to sponsor and become a patron of the show, you can be an active part in keeping the lights on and the bandwidth flowing here at the show. And there are different levels, 
different levels that you can subscribe to. There's a fan level, there's a founder level, and there's an insider level. The fan level is just $2 a month. And it's just, you're throwing us a couple of bucks to say, you're keeping the lights on, you're keeping the bandwidth flowing for us, and thanks for what you do. And basically less than a cup of coffee. Yeah. For five bucks a month, though, you know, you're kind of saying, we love what you guys are doing and we want to see more. And we're going to shout out our fans, but the founders, we're not only going to shout you out and say thank you, we're also going to put your name up on a brand new section of the Runny Drink podcast um, website mm-hmm. called our patron wall. Yeah. We're going to put your name in lights. And we'll also do that for the insider level. So for $10 a month, you become an insider because you're thinking, this is some great stuff. I want to see more. I want to go behind the scenes and behind the curtain and see what's going on. Yeah, we have some big plans for the insiders. So you do get a shout out on an upcoming show. You do get added to our patron wall on runeatdrink.net. Of course. But you also get some cool Run, Eat, Drink podcast swag and a thank you message mailed directly to you. Yes. And, of course, our insiders get exclusive insider-only access to some special content Mm. like food demos. Like there might even be a cooking demo of the... Potato salad. Potato salad salad we just featured on this show. Indeed. Uh, Also some celebrity interviews, behind the scenes stuff. And when we're finally able to get um, the rest of our equipment here for the studio, some live broadcasts that are going to be insider only. So great. So you can be a fan, you can be a founder, you can be an insider. You can find out more at patreon.com slash run, eat, drink, podcast and regardless of the level you choose we are incredibly thankful for any and all support that you guys give us as part of the runcation nation are you thirsty i am absolutely i've worked up a thirst yeah i am too and in the past on the runny drink podcast we have featured coffee from Great vendors like Narrative Coffee Roasters. Big Storm Brewing. Big Storm Coffee. Big Storm Coffee, Uh, excuse me. Well, another arm of Big Storm Brewing, so you're not wrong, Mm -hmm. right? We've also had custom-made cocktails like the ones that Paul made us for the Infinity Gauntlet, the Gauntlet 60K Challenge. Amazing tiki drinks from places like Trader Vic's. Mm Mm-hmm. But I think this is a first on the Runny Drink podcast. And that's hard for me to believe, but I think you're right. In the three years that we have been doing the show, yeah, this is the first time that we are going to feature tea. It's amazing to me that we've never done tea, given that I grew up drinking iced tea my entire life. Oh, sweet tea was a staple in your household. I know that because you have made me some of your mother's sweet tea, and Mm -hmm. it's fantastic. But here we are doing it for the first time. Yeah, and I'd like to hearken back to Eric Cantor of Expedition Roasters. And we featured him, and he talked about theme park inspired coffees on episode 110 yes when we 
tried to bring a little bit of Disney home after the cancellation of our Star Wars Rival Run weekend. Mm Mm-hmm. But we didn't really talk about the fact that they have tea. And our and the tea comes highly recommended from one member of the Runcation Nation, Jen. Well, Jen is totally responsible for us knowing about yeah. Expedition Roasters. Uh-huh. And we are so thankful for that recommendation. So we went to the website and we ordered some Mrs. Nesbitt's Darjeeling tea, and I'm probably butchering the way you say that. I think you're... Am I you're, all right? I, I don't think know. you're okay. Yeah. Because this tea is apparently, from Expedition Roasters, is ex- extremely popular, and they had several different versions that were out, that were sold out. So I know they're restocking, and we're reordering, and there are some... I mean, there are some great ones that I wanted to try. But this one, the the artwork is just adorable with the little teapot and the hat with the sunflower. Mm -hmm. And then the pink outfit right here. And it, it just, this one from Expedition Roasters, it has organic black tea, crisp apple, honeysuckle, and something called muscatel that I had never heard of before. It's a grape. Yeah, and I guess it's um, unique, or I guess its purpose is good for uh, making raisins. Oh, okay. Yeah, from what I read, I don't know, but this is supposed to give some fresh floral, apple-like flavor notes. And would you say that it does? I would. Well, okay, let's be clear. This This comes to you packaged in a in a small like zip uh air resealable bag which i love which their coffees come as well yes that way and they give you very specific instructions eight ounces of water Mm -hmm. one teaspoon of loose tea steep three to five minutes yeah because it comes to you loose not packed in a tea bag already Mm -hmm. So so when you smelled the tea in the bag i got apple and herbal notes what uh, did you? What did you smell? Spot on. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. Not, but not like artificial apple. No, not like an apple. Uh, there's nothing artificial about this. Mm-mm. If it it smelled very much like when you first bite into an apple and you get that aroma. Yep. Yeah. So this we had to put into a tea infuser. Tea infuser. Yes, and. They have some cute ones up on Expedition Roasters. They do. That were being restocked as we ordered. So we thought we would get one that looks like Thor's hammer. Yeah, we actually didn't own a tea infuser for loose leaf yeah, tea. Because so we didn't own one. Yeah. We were able to find one. We were I was just, you know, looking around on the internet and I'd seen this before and I said, Oh, I wonder if it's still available. So I headed over to of all places, the GameStop website. I know, right? A video game vendor oh across God. the country. Um, of course GameStop merged with thinkgeek.com. Oh, so true. they they have a lot of merchandise that's not just video games. And one thing that they had was a tea infuser that looks like Thor's hammer, Mjolnir. Yeah, you can say that better than I can. Yeah, so you you get this cool, um, I guess, aluminum 
box that you can pull one end off of, and that's where mm-hmm. the T goes in. That's that's the the head of the hammer. The head of the hammer, yeah. And then of course you got the handle, and then the um, the the strap that you normally see on the hammer is actually made out of a pretty thick food grade silicone. Yeah. So. The benefit of that, of course, is when you've got this metal tea infuser in your hot water, mm. that is not getting hot. Right. So that you can steep right. appropriately and then pull it out and not burn yourself. So you use yeah. Earth's mightiest tea infuser. Yes. Which was like eight bucks. Eight bucks. Yeah, which was fantastic. So I used that for our tea and we steeped it at the appropriate level according to the instructions on the packaging and on the website. We actually even used a measuring spoon to yes. put the appropriate amount in the infuser. Totally did it. Totally did it. And I think the aroma was apple. And I think, and it's a black tea. So when you, when you sip it, you get the apple, you get a little bit of honeysuckle. And... The aftertaste is just what do you call it? It's it's a tan- we talked about it. Yeah, they're called tannins, which yeah. are the the these compounds that are in a black tea. Mm-hmm. It's similar to what you get when you're drinking red wine, and, yeah. and you can tell that tannic flavor or those tannins are in there when you get that feeling on your tongue, like mm-hmm. your tongue is dry. Because that's what it felt like in the aftertaste, but it not in a bad way. It's just you know it leaves behind that kind of dryness Mm -hmm. a little bit, but then the apple and honey kind of lingers for me. I don't know what you got out of it. I I didn't get any kind of a lingering flavor. I thought this was a very clean flavored tea. I did get the tannic um, Mm -hmm. sensation or the, 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 uh, the tannins on my, on the tongue after you swallow. So Mm. you get that dry feeling on your tongue. It does give you that aroma of mm-hmm. apple and the honeysuckle like they're talking about. Um, there's no artificial sweetener in this. Oh, so no. unless you add sugar, this is just like a black tea right. um, that you would steep in any other, whether it's a, a tea bag or, yep. or a loose tea. But the flavor was very nice and mm. it wasn't bitter. It Not didn't, artificial at all. And it wasn't too floral. I've had yeah. herbal teas that really tasted like you've plucked flowers from your garden and steeped them and hoped for the best. Mm-hmm. This this was very pleasant. It was very clean. Mm-hmm. This would have gone great with, um, I don't know, like uh, small cookies, like maybe biscotti or, oh. or, or something to give you just a little bit of something to snack on mm-hmm. or, or add a little sweetness, unless you like sugar in your tea. I mean, that would have done fine too. Mm. One thing I did notice based on the, the steeping instructions they gave, which was a, what was it? A, I believe it was a teaspoon. Yes. A teaspoon and eight ounces of water. Mm-hmm. It was not a su- super dark, dark. Right. You Final could, product. I'm sure you could let it go or you could add more to make it more intense. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that that was good to give you a, an introduction to it. Yeah. I, I might try it with uh, with a um, with two teaspoons mm-hmm. in the same eight ounces. Would you try lemon in it or honey? I've never or? been a lemon per, lemon tea for my or lemon in my tea. At I don't all. think this one needs it. I think maybe other versions that we have yet to try may may 
lend themselves to lend it. themselves to it yes exactly yeah. but i don't think this needs it and if you were to sweeten it i don't know honey maybe honey maybe agave, um, agave syrup yeah yeah that might be a good way to go yeah but so. i don't really i i enjoyed it without oh yeah yeah absolutely for sure and there there are other versions of tea that are like green tea that and other types of tea leaves that I really want to try from Expedition Roasters when they come back in stock. And and I think a couple of them are actually back in stock now since we have ordered. Oh, good. So what I have to say to you is whether you get coffee, whether you get tea, like we have just talked about, Eric was kind enough, Eric Cantor, the proprietor at Expedition Roasters that we interviewed, he was kind enough to provide a discount code for the Runcation Nation. So if you go to expeditionroasters.com, and it doesn't matter what you're getting, coffee, tea, theme park inspired art, you could get mugs that are so cool. If you use RED15, RED15 at checkout, you get 15% off your order. And that is something that we had no idea he was going to do. Right. That was just a courtesy, and we cannot thank him enough right. for offering members of the Runcation Nation this discount. Mm-hmm. And uh, we think that once you try some of his stuff, you're really going to like it. Yeah. We, we, were, we were super thrilled to we find love, out about it. Love the subtle flavors in the coffee, the subtle, not artificial flavors in the tea, and it's just... It's great stuff, so we can't recommend that enough. Absolutely. So, yeah. Well, we've run, we've eaten, and we've had a nice tea to drink. We have. And we have some stuff to look forward to for this week coming up. Well, we do. We do. It's, um, well. You alluded to it. There's a high mileage training run coming. Yeah, it's high mi- because this week was a lower mileage. This is a higher mileage week coming for us. And so you have to stay tuned to see how we do and if we get up early enough to combat the heat. We should do like an over-under. Will they wake up or won't they wake up? It's like, you know, (laughs) it's 50-50 for me, I think. But, you know. And we'll have some more exploring and indulging. We do. We've got some great stuff coming up for Mm -hmm. you this week. After Um, After the holiday weekend and we just want to remind you we can't thank you enough for your support if you love what you hear now come become a patron and support the show starting at two dollars heading up to ten dollars each tier has its own special perks and it's a great way for you to make sure that we keep accomplishing exploring and indulging with you and i would like to send a special thank you yes to wendell horrell Yes, we mentioned James Gray last week as our very first patron and insider. And this week, we welcome our very first founder and patron of the show, Wendell Horrell. So, Wendell, thank you. Yeah. And if you want to hear a little bit about Wendell, he actually shared a Run Disney memory back on Quick Bite 95, which you can find on runeatdrink.net on the show's page. Yeah. If you just search for... Quick Bite 95, you can see what Wendell looks like, hear a little bit about his running past, and we just can't thank him enough for supporting and becoming our very first founder. So if you want to become a founder, a fan, or an insider, head over to patreon.com slash run, eat, drink podcast. For now, of course, 
I'm Amy, your host. And I'm Dana, your co-host. And we will talk to you really soon. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We're having a great third year because of your support. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Run, Eat, Drink podcast. And on Twitter, we're at Run, Eat, Drink pod. You can also give us a call at 941-677-2733 or shoot us an email at info at runeatdrink.net. Visit our website at runeatdrink.net and click on the subscribe link so you don't miss a minute. Accomplish, explore, and indulge right along with us. We'll talk to you next time.